last week on Didymus and the Thomas, Thomas and the Bible. Jesus decides to return to Judea to heal an old friend named Lazarus and maybe visit his sisters for some boom chicka pow pow foot washing action. Lazarus is dead by then, though, so he brings him back to life. The resurrection finally convinces the Pharisees that there is some serious miracling going on, so Jesus has to die. Jesus has dinner with Lazarus, gets more foot-washing action from the sisters, God endorses him from above, and Jesus won't judge you. Jesus and his disciples then have Passover dinner. He shows them what foot-washing is all about, then hands Judas over to Satan. He then says goodbye to his disciples. He rambles on about how much he loves him and his father, and that's about it with a verily, verily count of six and a yawn count of one. All right, thanks for the intro. Well, not that it matters to you, but this is a late one for me. I uh, spent most of the night preparing to release an awesome Matt Dillahunty episode over on Atheistically Speaking, so check that out. Also, during the process of that, I decided to have a couple drinks. So that was a while ago, though, so I'm, I'm... I'm feeling perfect. I'm feeling good, like not drunk, but just ready to go, ready to take on this Bibble. We're going to read John 15 through 18, and uh, it seems like a lot. Well, let's see if we can get through it. (laughs) John 15. What if I read at this pace? I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it might bring forth more fruit. That would be this podcast, instead of taking five years, six, well, it's going to be like seven. I forget, like six years, I think, is the total. Once I finish, it would take a thousand years. Like what... Imagine if I actually read it at that speed. How long would it take? It'd be hours. But it's kind of effective, though. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I'm going a little faster now. Okay, I'm done with this. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Hmm. I think that's actually a quote that was used to justify burning uh, uh, heathens much later. I'm, I'm serious about this. I'm pretty sure that, uh, yeah, I, I think even so far as like Thomas Aquinas thought that that was okay. Like it's it's amazing how many people that are thought of as like, oh, these are some good thinkers throughout time. It's like, no, they believed in just murdering people who didn't accept their God because, you know, the afterlife will sort it out. Seriously, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. I mean... Certainly, I could see a case being made for like, oh, that's just a metaphor or whatever, but also not because he says men gather them and cast them in the fire. Because normally when he's, I mean, this is getting a little, uh, I, I don't know, theoretical, I guess, but no, normally when he, there's some analogy, it's like there's not men. It's like, oh, uh, if, if man not abide not in me, 
uh, he'll wither and die or whatever. Normally it's like that. But this quote, it specifically has some like will in it. It's like, no, men will gather them and cast them into the fire. So, and, and not to say that this is some open and shut case that whoever wrote those words meant this, because maybe they didn't. I mean, it's, it's highly possible they just meant these people will not go to the afterlife or not be raptured, all that crap. Maybe that's what they meant. But it certainly is not that hard to imagine people mistaking this or, or correctly uh, interpreting this to mean we should burn heathens because it's pretty clear. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man may lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. <laughs> That's a good one. I wish I would have used that as a kid. You know, like, hey, you guys are my friends. Well, as long as you do anything I tell you to do at any time, immediately, and with no complaint. Like, as long as, as long as you're basically my slave and do anything I want. That works in real life, right? Can I go to some coworkers of mine? Like, hey, we're friends. I mean, assuming if I tell you to jump out of this building, you'll just do it because you do whatever I command you. Yeah, no, of course. Oh, okay, good. So we're friends. Because if if I told you to, you know, I don't know, uh, staple your hand to something, uh, and you said no, we wouldn't be friends because you have like, what's the this concept that? You know, we're friends as long as you do whatsoever I command you. That's not... I, Jesus, let me give you a little lesson in friendship. First off, other people want to do things that don't involve you. That's the thing to know as a person, as a human. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father have made known unto you. Oh, okay. So we're not slaves because you've kind of you know, told us what you want us to do, or you've told us what your invisible father, imaginary friend wants us to do. So that's why we're not slaves. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go up and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name, he may give it you. These things, sorry, it's a late one. So you got to excuse me for at least a yawn. These things, what the hell? Where was I? These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hate you, know that it hated me before it hated you. <laughs> so this is just hipster Jesus. Oh, what? People are hating you now? That's People hated me long before they hated you. Just don't even... Look, people have been hating me for so long. I can't even tell you how long. Like, God, the 90s. That's how long ago. That's how long I've people have been hating me. Um... If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Makes sense, whatever the on earth that was. Remember, the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. 
If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done right, done among them the works which none other man did, they had not sinned. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. (laughs) Again, Jesus, I know you're not going to do this. You're not going to take my advice. Ask yourself why anyone would hate the supreme ruler, creator, God of the universe and a dude performing miracles in front of them amazingly, incredibly, impossibly. Why would anyone in their right mind hate either of those two things or people? There's no, that doesn't make sense. Something is missing here. Something is missing from your little deduction, Jesus. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Oh, okay. Well, at least you acknowledge that. What? So what? Never mind. I've, I've already said it. But when the comforter is come with a capital C, I guess that's God. I don't know. Whom I will send unto you from the father, even the spirit of the truth, which proceedeth from the father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. So that's John 15. Um, John 16. These things I have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I was told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me, Whither goest thou? (laughs) But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me. Of right, Okay, why? Why, Jesus? Give me your best guess, Jesus, as to why someone would not believe you. You've performed miracles. You've walked on water. You, I mean, seriously, if all that's true. Now, there's another possibility while I have you here, Jesus, if that is your name. Maybe you didn't do those things and you just kind of said you did or someone said you did and, and maybe you never even existed. That, that Those are other possibilities. But if we're going to take this book at its word that you performed impossible miracles and then people are like, nah, not buying it. I don't believe it. Then uh, I don't know what to tell you because there are other gods that they worship just because they make a molten statue. And someone's like, oh, that's a that's a shiny statue. We should worship the hell out of that thing. Let's get worshiping. But you can't even get people to believe you when you're the real God. Unbelievable. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you unto all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever shall hear... 
and shall he speak, and he will shew you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shew it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall shew it unto you. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again a little while, and ye shall not see me. And ye shall, sorry, again a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? Does anyone have any idea what he's talking about? Anyone? He's just kind of tense. I was just smiling and pretending that whole time. Do you know what, do you know what he's saying? I was just like, oh yeah, oh cool, yeah. I, I didn't know. When I said that, I had, I had no idea what he was saying. Do you know what he was saying? I have no idea. I just was, I was nodding. I know it looked like I knew, but I just, I really have no idea what he was talking about. It sounds important though. Do we need to know? Or do we just pretend, oh yeah, okay. All right, see ya. Like, do we just do that? What do we do? I have no, I don't, what's he doing? I don't know. So there's a lot of that. What is this that he saith unto us? A little while and ye shall not see me. And again, in a little while and ye shall see me. And because I go to the father, they said, therefore, what is this that he saith? A little while. We cannot tell what he saith. <laughs> that's, that's the word that's giving you trouble. That's the phrase, a little while. I like how he's like, what is this, a little while? Yeah, I, I think I can comprehend the meaning of that. It means a little while. There's not there's not many ways to translate that. could mean a little, little, little while. It could mean a bigger little while. But it, either way, it's that's about, that's about the, ra- the range of things it could mean. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto him, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while, and ye shall not see me, and again in a little while, and ye shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come, but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish, for joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in the day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, asking ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken to you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall shew you plainly of the Father. At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you, that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loveth me, <laughs> loveth, loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. <laughs> Suckers. I came forth from the Father, and am come into the world again. I leave the world, and I go to the Father. His disciples, so all this is to say, I'm leaving. Like, this entire book is basically like, so, Dudeskis, I'm out, uh, see you later. But he has to, he has to talk for an hour saying the same thing. I'm gonna go. I'm about to go. I'm definitely gonna go. You're gonna notice that I'll be gone. I'll be with my dad. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'll be with my dad. I'm gonna be with my dad and then I'll go. And then I'm gonna go and go and be with my dad. And if you need me, if anyone's looking for me, uh, I'll leave a note saying I'm with my dad. My father, I don't know if you know him, he's God. I'll be with him. I'll leave several notes. I'll leave. Everyone's just like, dude, yeah, go. Okay, fine. (laughs) Hurry up and go crucify yourself already. We've been tired of hearing about it. Uh, I came forth from the father and I'm come into the world again. I leave the world and go to the father. 
His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. How now we are sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee? By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me might ye have peace. In the world shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Nah, I kind of feel like the world overcame you. The world was like, hey, we're done with you, Jesus, so uh, kind of leave now. All right, 17, John 17. These words spake Jesus and lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son and that thy son may also glorify thee. And God is like, are you sure you want to do this? This seems elaborate. This, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I definitely, I want you to torture and kill me in front of all these people and uh, that'll prove to them how loving you are. <laughs> He's like, okay, you're the boss. All right, I'm going to do it. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they may know, they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. <laughs> I'm glad God didn't check his work too closely. Really, you finished everything? Yeah, yeah. So they're all believers. Uh, you know, many of them. Oh, most, a lot, some of them. Several, one or two. At least, like, tw I got 12. I got 12 believers. That's most people, right? I didn't bother to count. Isn't that, that's like most of them, right? They all look the same to me. I can't really keep track of, like, different ones and who's who. God's like, no, there's, there's, uh, there's several million of them at this point. A million, a million, a million. So how much is, what percentage of a million is 12? Hmm, well, that's like zero, I'd say. It's just, just about zero. Maybe a little bit above zero, but not much. So what you're saying is I didn't do, I need to do, I, you know what I should have done? I should, long ago, I should have picked a, a voice or an accent or a dialect or whatever that was God and that was Jesus. Because I realize these conversations I'm having with myself are kind of confusing. One, I, well, I also, and everyone just thinks I'm, uh, what's his name? So, uh, uh, Norm MacDonald. So it sounds like just Norm MacDonald talking to himself. Although I could have made one like a little more like, ah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, God, now I pretty much, uh, converted everyone. And, uh, yeah, they're all, they're all converted. They all believe you. And, uh, it's time to go now. Let's do it. That, that wasn't very good. The funny thing is, for, coming from the guy who everyone says sounds like Norm Macdonald, when I do an impression of Norm Macdonald, do I sound less like him? Like, it's not a very good impression. So is, does it work or not? How does that work? I don't know. Yeah. 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 You got in, uh, put me up on that cross there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely do that. <laughs> I don't really know. I need to pick up some of his, like, sayings that he says all the time because I don't really have it. Usually for an impression, you got to pick one or two things that they always say. But whatever. What, what was I saying? Um, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest me them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all the things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, 
and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. That was a very useful sentence. And now I am no more in the world, but there hasn't even been a trial. (laughs) No one's even turned him over to the authorities, and he's already like, dude, Jesus, you're making your deathbed speech a little, little early. You know, he's like, now I'm about to leave. And then like a week later, people arrest that man. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I did a little early. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. I did a little early there. Sorry. And I come to thee, Holy Father, I keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou givest me, I have kept and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come to thee, come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and thy word hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them away from the evil." Uh, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them. Th- I like how God has, to, or uh, Jesus has to tell God some things. Hey, God, I know you're me. I'm you. You're the, also the creator of the universe who knows everyone's thoughts and, and knows everything omnipotent. Um, and there's nothing I could possibly tell you. And there's no reason I'm talking to you. Having said all that, let me tell you some things. <laughs> I always love that. Oh, God, few tips before I go. Let me just. For one, uh, and your, your backswing, make sure you're going all the way back, but don't bend the left elbow. Keep the left elbow pretty straight. You're a righty, right, God? Okay. Now keep that, that left elbow a bit straight. You know, you don't, you don't want to bend too much. Otherwise, you're probably going to slice it if you do that. Now, uh, now when you come through, like, he's giving him tips on the world. I don't really know. I just went into golf tips because I thought that'd be funny. But he, seriously, he's like telling God, hey, uh, let me give you some advice on how to proceed from here. Uh, definitely sanctify them through my truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world, just so you know. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may all be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, and that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that... This is going on forever. And the world may know that thou hast sent me, and and hast loved them, and thou hast loved me. Father, I I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovedest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. All right, last John 18, last chapter of the reading here. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Sidron, where was a garden, into which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, 
For Jesus oftentimes resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he, and Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled of which he spake, uh, which he spake of them which thou gavest me, I have lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Don't know why you're telling us that. Doesn't matter. It's not going to factor into anything. Then Jesus said unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup with my which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? It's like, what, what are you talking about drinking? This guy's are going to kill you. I'm trying to I'm trying to save you. What do you What does that mean? Then the band and the captain officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him. And meanwhile, Marcus or whatever, whoever that was, Malchus, it's like, dudes, you're not going to kill this guy. Cut off my ear. God, is there a doctor? Is there a doctor? My ear. And everyone's like, no, we're just we're past that now. We've gone past that part in the book, so no longer the fact that your ear was cut off doesn't matter. It's not even never going to be mentioned again. We're take we're going to take Jesus off. We're going to crucify him. Do all that. Your ear, your bloody mess of a fit head with an ear on the ground, not a factor in the story anymore. Just happened. Now it's done. Get 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 used to it. You know what, Malchus? Get used to it, your earless freak. And let him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. <laughs> Seriously, they're just that's just happened. Whatever. Now Caiaphas was he, which gave counsel to the Jews. He was their lawyer, and it was expedient that one. <laughs> I added that. <laughs> it's like the Jews were lawyering up. All right, Caiaphas. Uh, Caiaphas is like, look, my time is not cheap. I can tell you what what I know about the case. Best I can figure, they're going to murder Jesus. That's it. Okay, $3,000 for that. Uh, It was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went with Jesus into the place of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door, and brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also this one's disciples? He saith, Okay, we get this. Guys, you'll never guess what is going to happen. Will this person deny him, and then the cock will crow, and our minds will be blown, and we'll all be like complete believers because of this completely boring thing that happens four times now. And the servants of the officers stood there to made fire the coals for his cold. And they warmed themselves and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple and whether the Jews always resort and whither the Jews. And in secret, I've said nothing. Why asketh thou me? Ask them which heard me what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I have said. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by Jesus struck him with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, 
bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas the high priest, and Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Warmed himself. They said therefore unto him, Art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, Nah, nah, I'm just a dude. I just want some warmth. That's all. Just a common warmth seeker. And uh, and what is it? and one of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, saith, "Did I not see thee in the?" <laughs> so he's recovered. He's got his. He's got like a paper towel on his ear. He's this is a little bloody, but it's most part, I just don't have a right ear now. How's my hearing? You ask. Well, it's not good. I'll tell you that it hasn't been enhanced by this whole experience. Anyway, uh, didn't I see you? <laughs> I like how he how he calmly says, like, "Hey." Don't I know you? Were you there when my ear got cut off? Don't I? I just feel like I remember my ear got cut off and I saw someone who looked like you. I'm just pretty pretty sure that was you. He says, did I not see thee in the garden with him? Peter then denied again and immediately the cock crew. Ah, that dastardly cock. They then, favorite porn series, by the way. They Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas under the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? And they answered and said unto him, said unto him If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up to thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. Oh, I guess Jesus lived in this version. Okay, interesting. I'm curious to see in this version what he did with his life. Maybe he stopped claiming he was the Messiah and just settled down. That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king, to this end I was born, and for this cause came I into the world. What should I, uh, what I should, sorry, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find it him no fault at all, except he's a little boring and annoying, and he's quite full of himself, and he smells, but other than that, but ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore I, that I release unto the king of the Jews? They cried all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas, or Barabbas, Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber, and unfortunately that's the end of our story for today. I always love that. No, we don't want the king of the Jews. We want a, We want someone who commits crimes to be freed to wreak havoc in this wherever we live. That's definitely what we want. Please give it us. The, it's like, I don't, the people who came up with this are just unbelievable. I, they're, they're so stupid that I, I, anyway, it's obviously fake. Okay. Well, that's it for today. 
Um, I'd like to thank anyone who patronizes my show over at patreon.com slash T and the B. You guys are uh, making this happen. You're also making whatever the next incarnation of this will be. I think about it from time to time. We'll see. And uh, let me see if I have any new patrons. Uh, I do. Ryan Neal. Thank you so much. Oh, and Sarah McPike. Uh, yeah, pretty sure I didn't. Oh, no, I might have already said thank her. Either way, Ryan Neal, Sarah McPike. Thank you guys for becoming patrons. Uh, and in Sarah's case, becoming a patron again. You guys are the best. I love you so much. Go to patreon.com slash tnthebe the if you'd like to support the show that I've ruined my life to produce. So, <laughs> not really. All right. I will see you guys next week.